1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What are you
2: drinking? Vinny. Cake bread Chardonnay. Amy. McUltra.
3: Vinnie and 80.
2: Oh 105.7... Oh.
3: <coughs> The fan. City in Haiti, 1057 The Fan here on this featured artist Friday. Toby Keith, chosen by you. Super Bowl Friday. Super Bowl 58. You can hear on 1057 The Fan. Kansas City Chiefs defending titleist, One and a half point dogs against San Francisco. Over, under 47.5. We'll get into all of that fun stuff later in the show. Lamar Jackson has won his second Most Valuable Player Award's uh, youngest to do so in the post-merger era, going back to 1970. But there was some other news that broke yesterday. Baltimore Banner did it. Here to talk about that on the WGK Law guest hotline, Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato. We welcome in, as we do every Friday, Jonas Schaefer. Jonas, good morning. How you doing, bud?
4: Morning, guys. How you doing?
1: Great. All right. Yeah.
3: And I uh, appreciate your time as always. And we will get to the good news football stuff. But you know, we had Ed Norris on earlier from the Big Bad Morning Show to talk about Zay Flowers. Uh, you guys and ladies at the Baltimore Banner broke the news that there was an investigation for people just tuning in or haven't heard. Uh, tell everybody, our audience about Zay Flowers and how it relates to a uh, possible criminal. Well, it is a criminal investigation.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a bit of a unique situation right now because there is only an investigation there. It, it's an open investigation. So the information coming from both uh, Baltimore County, where the uh, alleged incident uh, is alleged to have occurred, and from Acton, Massachusetts, which is, you know, another kind of nexus point in all this, um, you know, uh, it's also that they're not saying much because of their state laws about domestic disputes and everything like that. So, um, you know, I don't want to say that the Ravens fans should be optimistic about how this might unfold, but it is dip- definitely atypical because, uh, you know, there's just not a whole lot known about the situation. And if this has been being investigated for a couple of weeks now, and there's still no charges brought, then perhaps that is a sign that this will, you know, end up being not announcing to a whole much. So obviously, uh, during an investigation like this, anything can happen. They can find good stuff. They can stuff that's, you know, paints they day in a positive light. They can find stuff that paints him in a negative light. It's you know, kind of pointless on me to speculate without knowing more than what we've reported. Um, but the fact that he hasn't been charged with a crime, I think, is, is the most important and, and salient point here. And, um, you know, my, my thoughts go out to everyone who's ever been involved in an abusive relationship. And hopefully this, that isn't the case here.
2: Hey Jonas, I, I was asking Bob earlier. You know what would have happened had the Ravens beat the Chiefs and they're in the Super Bowl, and all this stuff breaks.
4: Man, um, that's uh, that's a great question because uh, I mean, as of right now, we we don't know the exact timeline of when all this broke down. You know, I, I think that there was some some reporting from Fox, uh, the, the local Fox affiliate in Baltimore, that there was police activity around uh, Zay's house a couple of days before the game against the Texans. So, you know, that would mean that he played in two games with, with this kind of hanging over him. And with the Ravens' connections to police locally, I'm sure they, they knew about all this ever since, you know, from the moment that someone picked up and called 911, if that, if indeed that happened. So, uh, you know, it, it would have been a real, real mess, I imagine, for the Ravens if, if this were – uh, unfolding right now, and they were a couple days away from playing in the Super Bowl. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know when we will get John Harbaugh next to talk about all the the matters that are going on with the Ravens. But it, it's definitely something to to, to ask about, uh, considering just how important and how fraught this this team's history is with domestic abuse.
2: All right, Jonas, I, I read an article about that the Ravens could get. $51 million in cap space by renegotiating some contracts. Let me ask you man, what you think. I mean, it, would it be smart to renegotiate a contract with Marlon Humphrey and Ronnie Stanley? I mean, guys that um, you don't want to add really any years or any late money onto them, do you?
4: No, no. I mean, I guess it just depends on what your definition of renegotiated, like are are you asking them to take a pay cut, or are you just well, with
2: with with both? With both, I I would ask them about a pay cut. What what would you do? Uh,
4: yeah, I mean, I think I think it would definitely be be viable for for Ronnie, um, just because he, he hasn't been able to perform in a way that you know kind of aligns with with those expectations. I mean, if we're being honest, a lot of the the long term contracts that Eric Tacosta has given out have not aged especially well because of injuries and because of, you know, a little bit of underwhelming performance. Um, I guess it would be a little bit tougher for Marlin because I still think he, he has those flashes where he is a really, really good player. And, you know, he, to hear him talk on his podcast this year about how he never really felt right physically. Um, I still think he had a, a really nice year despite a couple of those, uh, that, those games where he was just really, really – you know wrong place, wrong time, in a loss, but I guess I would definitely approach Ronnie about a renegotiated contract. I think it would make most sense for him because I think if you put Marlin out there, you know they're not going to release him, but if, if in in the hypothetical world what Marlon Humphrey is a free agent, I still think he gets paid extremely well. I don't think that would be the case for Ronnie Stanley, so I think that's the the territory that they're going to have to. You know, work around when when they talk about how do we make this make sense for both sides.
2: Jonas, what was your impression of Zach? Or you were at the press conference? I heard you ask questions.
4: Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, he's he's a really really fiery guy. He's you know he he, he didn't really fall into the, the trap of saying too many coaching cliches, which which I appreciate. I mean, like the, you know there were obviously some things that he said in the interview with the Ravens dot uh, com folks that he. That he reiterated for us, you know, about how kind of playing with a violent execution. But I think that's just that's his mentality. I don't think that's something that, you know, you just that he's trying to slap on a t-shirt and have it be sold for, you know, the ten bucks. I think that's something that, that he really believes in. And you know, we did a, a feature story this week on just kind of talking to the folks who, who know him and who who have seen him develop. And you know, he's he's always been just kind of a natural. I mean. As, as a coach, as a player, you know, there, there's a story that that didn't make our feature story. Going back to his days in North Texas, where you know he was having to manage being a student-athlete, but he still found time to to coach this this uh, girls' flag football team of the recruiting ambassadors at North Texas, and it was him and a couple of teammates, and you know they they coached that team up like a second-place finish in the North Texas Intramural League. So he, he's always had that that instinct and that dedication to to put people in the right spots, And, you know, we don't know about his coaching acumen. Uh, we don't know about his play calling acumen. That's something that he's acknowledged, you know, is a bit of a, a mystery uh, himself. But you, you just trust that a guy like that is going to work hard enough to put himself uh, in more of the right spots and the wrong spots.
2: Hey, Jonas, any indication on who's going to be the D-line coach, the linebacker coach, the assistant O-line coach, who's going to replace Joe Hortiz, and is anybody else going to be leaving?
4: Yeah, I mean, Jess Rebeck with the athletic reported that a couple of the, the support staffers, um, you know, might be leaving that, uh, you know, uh, James Irvin, Craig Prestige, who are longtime lifers, basically, with John Harbaugh, are, are not set to return. Um, I, I don't know about uh, defensive line, but there was the, uh, the Bruce Feldman report last night about the, um, uh, the Kansas defensive analyst, Mark DeLeon, who's uh, supposed to join the Ravens as our linebackers coach. He Played with, or He coached under Andy Reid as their inside linebackers coach. He coached with Roquan Smith under Chuck Pagano in Chicago for one or two years. So that's another guy that, that Harbaugh has some ties to. So that's at least one spot on that defensive staff build. But obviously, uh, we're still waiting to hear exactly what, what might happen on that defensive line spot, which is you know, a crucial one because they, they've poured a lot of investment and they have a, really, a lot of really, really impressive talent uh, up front to, to kind of develop.
3: Jonas Schaefer, Baltimore Banner, Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. All right, Jonas, lastly, before you get into your weekend, Super Bowl 58, which I'm sure you'll be listening to here on 105.7 The Fan. Kansas City defending champions. They went through Buffalo. They went through Baltimore, as we all know. They're getting a point and a half here. What do you think happens? Will the Chiefs become the first team in 20 years to repeat as champions?
4: (laughs) Maybe it's just me rooting against them, guys, but I, I'm, I'm picking the 49ers. I, I like their, their run game. It's terrific, the terrific offense in general. I think losing Nadi, you know, the Ravens couldn't take advantage of it, but I, I think the, the 49ers will. Uh, Menehu is a big loss as well. Um, you know, Brock Purdy, not great against the zone blitz, uh, not, not as great against the zone blitz as he is against man-to-man blitzes, but I, I still think that 49ers team should have more answers against the exotic list packages that Spags would bring than, than the Ravens and Lamar did. So, I trust that that pass rush for San Francisco will do enough to to you know keep San Francisco out of the end zone like three or four times. And, I don't know, I think something like 23-20, 49ers is, is probably where I'm going to land on this one.
3: Oh, bet me under there is Jonas Schaefer. He's Jonas Schaefer okay. from the Baltimore Banner. What's happening on the website?
4: Oh, uh, just, just the unfortunate news about Bay Flowers and sure. Uh, you know, just kind of the obviously the coverage of Lamar and the the historic company that he finds himself in. Um, you know, he's probably a Hall of Famer right now, despite uh, the the misgivings that I know certain Ravens fans have about how he performs in the playoffs. But hey, anytime you win two MVPs, especially at this young age, uh, you probably you know can, can start making plans for Canton.
3: Jonas Schaefer, appreciate it as always. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the big game, as they say.
4: Thanks, guys. You too.
3: Appreciate you got it. it. Jonah Shafer, everybody. It's Vidi at Haney, 105.7 The Fan. We'll come back. It's the Whip Around. We'll take your phone calls. Michael Lombardi, football done right. It's his book. He's going to promote that one coming up around 1145. And obviously, talking about the championship game of the National Football League. Patrick Mahomes trying to cement his Hall of Fame legacy. And Brock Purdy trying to shut up a lot of people.
5: Okay, picture this.
2: Brought to you by Fox Hill Pizzeria and Crab Cakes, the best crab cakes in Harford County. 1-0-5-7, the
6: fan.
3: All right, time for the whip around here on this featured artist Friday Super Bowl Friday, Viddy at Haney, 1057 the fan. Bob Haney, Viddy Serrado, Nolan McGraw, who we're going to hear from in a couple of minutes here. Stay tuned for that. On the ice last night, as it's a hot sports weekend. The Washington Capitals, oh, they stay ice cold. On the back wall, that centering
2: pass from McMichael guided back to Sandine. Then Ovechkin fires. Score! Goals in three straight for the Great
3: Eights. Well, well, the Great Eight scored. That's great. That was Joe Beninotti. Uh, monumental sports on the call, but the outcome of the game did not go in the red, white, and blue's favor. 4 2 Florida over Washington. The Capitals, Vinny, have now dropped. Six in a row, starting to kind of play like the team you thought they were going to be before the season. They just don't have any young talent, Bob. That's a problem.
2: I mean, Strom's good, who gave a beautiful pass to Ovi last night. But otherwise, they got no – they're young guys. You know, I I, want to say, Joe B said on the TV, they have 11 guys on the team over 30,
3: which is not a good thing. Hmm. Unless it's a thirty and over softball team, so <laughs> then you're then you're in business. Hey, yeah. at least things get a little easier for the Caps tomorrow. They take on Boston. Oh, yeah.
2: well, yeah, because Florida was damn good. Boston, they're the yes, best team in the
3: league, right? I think it's
2: Saturday afternoon, isn't it? It's on 3, Fox or 3:30, something. Yeah. yeah,
3: so that should be fun for the Caps. But then again. Try to spring the upset, but two weeks ago they were very much in the playoff mix. They're kind of falling off in a big way right now. Yeah,
2: no doubt. And the only good thing is is Ovi's getting go- He's got 11 now. 11. So he's, what, 833 I think he is. He's still
3: what 61 away from Gretzky. Gretzky. For goal scored, everybody. He's already like the main dude with the points and such. But anyway, NBA last night, it was Golden State 131-109 over Indiana. Jalen Smith Mount St. Joe, where Jim Schwartz went to high school, by the way. Terp, Baltimore guy, 14-5. and five. Sticks been dealing with a uh, back issue, which has is kind of limited his play. There are a ton of trades in the NBA. But Jalen Smith got off to a hot start, but Golden State all day. Steph Curry, remember him? He had 42 points in the win. For the Golden State Ball Club of Chicago, 118-110 over Memphis. Dum Aldama, the uh, Loyola Greyhounds. He had fifteen, five, and two. Memphis dev, uh, devs decimated by injuries. John Morant's out for the year, and he missed the first twenty-plus games due to a suspension. So, it looks like it's going to be a rough year for the Grizz. But Santiago Dama starting now, getting an opportunity to show his wares. The Wizards they suck. They're at Boston tonight. Who does it? Yeah, and that's uh, seven thirty tip. Is uh, the Celtics look to uh, lay waste? Bet the over. And bet the Celtics lay in the points. That's all I would say in regards to that matter. College hoops last night. Men in the Big Ten. It was Penn State 89-79 over Iowa. Top 25 last night. Arizona number 8. 105-99 over Utah in overtime. And it was UAB who beat Maryland earlier in the year. 76-73 over Florida Atlantic. Locally, it was uh, Delaware down at uh, Towson. Taking out the Tigers, 74-62. Tough L for Pat Scarry and his Tigers, who were looking to get to 8-3 in the Colonial. It was UMass Lowell, 93-80 over UMBC. Been a long year for the old Retrievers there. And we're seven years removed from them upsetting Virginia, number one seed in the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. And
6: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, that's what it is. Oh, Ryan Odom now at VCU. Looking to take his third different team to the NCAA Tournament. Terps tomorrow taking on Ohio State. 4 o'clock tip. You can hear it on the fan. Maryland right now the 10th place team in the Big Ten. A lot of jumbled mess right there between 6 and 10. And, you know, losing it right. I don't want to rehash what happened four days ago. But it was brutal. I said on the air, bet the under. Mm. Two worst offensive teams in the, the Big Ten. And they played exactly like that. But try to get a win, steal one. At Ohio State, we talked with uh, Jeff Ehrman. Uh, get, go 7-2 and two down the stretch. Yeah, right. And uh, that needed to be one of the seven. But again, we'll talk to Keith. It's video at Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. It's the Whip Around last night on ESPN, the Junior Welterweight Championship fight between Tiafimo Lopez and Jermaine Ortiz. Uh, or uh, Lopez wins. Unanimous decision. It was on ESPN. He's now 21-13 and 13 KO's in the career. Full disclosure, I fell asleep. But from what I read, and if you watched it, feel free to check in via the text line. If I would have stayed up to watch it, I would have been asleep by the fifth round. <laughs> it was one of those uh, boring fights. But it's like Super Bowl week now. Thursdays in Vegas, they have these championship fights, and that was it. But dude, 1030? Come on, man. Old geezers like myself can't stick around. Speaking of boxing, this day in sports history, February 9th, 1991. Madison Square Garden. Terrible Terry Norris beat up on our boy Sugar Ray Leonard. Unanimous decision, 12 rounds. Defended his WBC Super Welterweight title. Knocked Sugar Ray down twice in the process. Maryland basketball history, 2000 at Durham. 23rd ranked Maryland beat number three. Duke 98 87. Juan Dixon 31. Lonnie Baxter 22. Terrence Morse had 20. Danny Miller 16. Ends Duke's 31 game ACC winning streak. I have this game, Vinny, on a VHS tape. I taped it and watched it live that night. I don't have a VCR anymore, but you get the point. And this day, 1992 in Orlando. NBA All-Star Game. The East beat the West 153-113. to Magic Johnson was MVP. Remember, Magic tested positive for HIV and then retired. But still played in the All-Star Game. Scored 25 points, five boards, nine assists. So Magic Johnson, there's a going-away present for the NBA. But Norm, you like this stuff. National Anthem, we're talking early 90s personified. Michael Bolton. Ah. Michael Bolton. And halftime? Nolan, you're all over this. Have a little ice, ice baby, Vanilla yeah. Ice. So Michael Bolton national anthem and your boy Vanilla Ice at halftime. He did a full halftime. What Half- year was this? Ninety-two. You weren't Jeez, even born yet. Please, really scraping the bottom uh, of the barrel. No, but at nineteen ninety-two, he was kind of riding high in his. But uh, even then, he had like. Two three songs. Well, I guess he sang them both oh. <laughs> a couple times. Yeah, it's eighty one oh five seven. The fan will come back. Take your phone calls. Get to the fun house if we have time, and then Michael Lombardi, former NFL executive, will preview Super Bowl fifty-eight with him and talk about his new uh, new book, Football Done Right, and he knows all about doing it right.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.
2: The latest sports news. And your place to talk about it. Always. Always. 1057 The Fan. I ain't as good as I once was.
3: Hey, I'm not a big country and western guy. As I've made perfectly clear. Uh-huh. But I like this song. I like the video. again. Anyway. he's in a bar and he's getting all mashed. And then he gets his ass beat for grabbing some girl's rear end. Tell me, Keith. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Featured Artist Friday is chosen by you, the people. So we pay tribute to a country music legend legend who passed away earlier this week. We got Michael Lombardi, who's a legend in the National Football League, an executive, Preview Super Bowl 58 with him. Kansas City trying to make it two in a row over San Francisco, trying to win their first Super Bowl in almost 30 years. And his new book, Football Done Right. We haven't talked to Michael Lombardi a couple of years there, Vinny. I believe we were still in COVID lockdown. The last time we had Michael Lombardi on the program coming up at noon news from the nest here, more from Lamar Jackson as he won his second most valuable player by sell? Let's count that Super Bowl party money, hopefully 1215. And then Keith Kavanaugh look back at signing day from a couple of days ago and look ahead to Maryland hoops at Ohio state tomorrow afternoon, a game you can hear on the fam. but Let's get out to the phones. Let's go get Antonio and Rosedale Antonio. Thanks for holding what's happening. Hi Bob, hi Benny. Hello. How you guys doing? Wonderful. T G I F. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Antonio. Beer's what on oil, ice, baby. Oil, what oils player will have a surprise standout
6: season this year, and you guys have a fantastic weekend.
3: All right, well, thank you, Antonio. I was thinking about this when I was taking a shower the other day, ironically enough. You know the dumb crap you think about when you're in the shower. I'm like, well, Jordan Westberg is my, if you want to call it a surprise breakout year, he's going to get a ton of at-bats at second base. But if I'm willing to do a prediction for the upcoming season, Austin Hayes is going to hit 25 home runs. I know he's the victim of Mount uh, Mount Camden there out in left field, mm-hmm. but I think Austin Hayes is going to hit 25 bombs. But breakout guy, to answer your question, in my opinion there, Antonio will be Jordan Westberg. So there you go. Could uh, Grayson Rodriguez? Is he does he qualify to be a breakout guy? I think he just trends where he's supposed to go. I mean, all star. I'm looking at that for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, him and Bradish, what two of the five lowest ERAs by starting pitchers in uh, Major League Baseball in the second half of the season? But yeah, if he goes wins the Cy Young, that's a breakout year. <laughs> I, would, I would think that'd be like Lamar winning MVP in his yeah. second season. That's sh- sort of. Transition, but we sniffed it. But I'll go with Westberg because he kind of got lost in the whole other young player shuffle. He'll be my dude there. Our baseball coverage ramps up significantly starting on next week as pitchers and catchers will report. Let's go to Ellicott City, bring in Kevin. Kevin, what is up?
1: What's good, Vinny, Bob? How y'all doing? Hey, Kevin.
3: Wonderful.
6: Hell yeah, my man. Coming up on the weekend, right? Going to be some fun football. I'm excited for the O's, though, to be honest with you. I uh, I think it's going to be a good uh, spring training, and we're going to come out firing pretty good. I think Kansas City is going to be too much, man. I mean, maybe uh, Fat Mahomes don't have the most highlighted weapons out there, but he creates weapons on the gridiron, and uh, I think he does it in beautiful fashion again this weekend. And uh, I think the Chiefs win the Super Bowl 31-17
3: maybe 20-ish. All right. Well, thank you, Kevin. 30. Oh, winning and winning convincingly.
2: The only way that happens, I think, if uh, Niners turn it over some.
3: Otherwise, I think it'll be closer than that. Yeah. And if we, let's flip it a little bit. If Kansas City scores 17 against the 49ers, they're getting blown out. Which if you would have said to us, and we talked about it for two weeks now, if uh, the football god Uh, Bob Haney, Kansas city score to score 17 points. AFC championship game. What's the result going to be? Ravens are going to beat them by two touchdowns. If Kansas city scores 17 against the 49ers, San Francisco will blow them out. Yeah. But I don't know if they'll, I'd say one of the
2: biggest thing for the Niners, Bob is they better start fast. I mean, they finished well to win their last two games, but I mean, they've been getting rocked early
3: bring nolan mcgraw in real quick nolan say hi to everybody i know we might not have time for a full-on fun house but how are you feeling on this featured artist friday feeling good and we might not have time for text but we do have time for a giveaway because That's the different. giveaways continue all week long and just a teaser there will be more next week so keep listening to vinnie and haney but for today two tickets to see the pixies and modest mouse june 14th at Merryweather post pavilion uh, we're doing this giveaway here courtesy of Live Nation. I'm looking for caller number eight in honor of your MVP, Lamar Jackson. 410 583 1057. Caller number eight, two tickets to see the Pixies and Modest Maps. Vinny and Haiti 1057, the fan. When we come back, longtime NFL executive Michael Lombardi is going to be joining us. We'll preview Super Bowl 58 with him and talk about his new book, Football Done Right, here on the fan. Vinny and Haiti, put your headphones in.
2: And ignore your coworkers. 1057 The Fan.
3: Hitty and 1057 the Fan here on this featured artist Friday. Toby Keith has chosen by you the people. Anything you want to hear from him, send your song request to the plot for tax time at 410-583-1057. Michael Lombardi scheduled to join us here momentarily, so stay tuned for that the new book done right setting the record straight for football doing some things there and many you worked in the front office in the national football league as did michael lombardi and it's an always changing landscape oh boy i would assume in regards to trying to do it uh, air quotes air quotes right here yeah oh you
2: just want to be uh bob it's kind of like a baseball hitter man it's about the percentages you nobody's going to be right 100 i just look at the first round draft picks in the nfl how many of those are correct? Probably 50%, you know, that, you know, so if you, that's getting it right. Like Houston this year, two rookies of the year. That's uh, better than, better than unbelievable.
3: Yeah. They go, they join uh 2017 new Orleans with Camara and Lattimore as teams that drafted both the offensive and defensive mm-hmm. rookie of the year, but with salary cap and how that increases and then, yeah. you know, players kind of demanding things nowadays, it's not as, uh, I don't think the organizations have as much power in regards to player movement as they used. To. I mean, the trade deadline in the NFL used to be a snooze fest. Oh, no, Now doubt. it's become like a thing all of a sudden.
2: Yeah. And if they move it back another week, it'll even become a bigger thing because more teams will be out of it. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a tough deal, Bob, just because the landscape, you know, and injuries, how about injuries, how that changes the landscape of everything, you know, look at the Ravens with the running back position, you know, they don't have any going into next
3: year, except for justice Hill. And is he really kind of that bell cow guy? They have a ton of free agents at that spot as well. And a returning, hopefully star and keaton mitchell but as we've talked about many times vinny coming back from the knee injury that severe yep i mean to expect him to come back next year at any point and be what he was before the injury i think might be unrealistic and you know given his speed i mean hey look adrian peterson came back from a knee injury and became you know he was still a beast not saying it. if this would have happened 40 years ago he'd have been done yeah well, but now he can you, you can still cultivate a nice career.
2: I kind of go back and look at, like, Barkley, Bob. It took him two years. Oh, sure. And I it's kind of way I feel with Keith Mitchell. Do I hope he's back in October, November, so, December, something like that? I'd love it. I'd love it. But you got to go into it counting that he's not going to be there. That's how you got to go into the season.
3: Now, for the Ravens, aside from the good news last night, as uh, Lamar Jackson wins, his uh, second most valuable player. By the way, Jim Brown won two before he was 24 years old. Whoa! His second and third year in the league. But Lamar, the youngest post-expansion, or not expansion, I keep saying uh, post-merger era, 1970. So there we go. We congratulate Lamar Jackson. And then Joe Flacco was the uh, comeback player of the year, former Ravens uh, star quarterback, who's number five we'll be going into. That ring of honor. But a former Raven is back on the workforce, but at the collegiate level. Uh Wake Martindale, gonna be new uh DC and Michigan, it seems.
2: Yeah. I, I think that'll be um interesting. I mean, he was uh GA at Notre Dame when I was there. So Wink's been in college, but he's been in the pros for a long time now. And the only the only thing is in college, is it twenty hours that they get? You get your players 20 hours a week, I think it is. You know, with all the different things that Winks likes to do, how difficult is that? Can your defensive players learn it quick enough?
3: Not really Ravens-related at all, quite frankly. But Bill O'Brien is leaving uh, – uh, where was he? Ohio, Ohio State. State. He's going to take over as new head coach at uh, Boston College. Well, I yeah. guess it is because Zay Flowers went there. And-,
2: and Hefley, the Boston College coach, I mean, Bob, he he just said that – you know,
3: he peaced out.
2: Yeah. He he said, I want to coach, you know, he says in college nowadays, all you got to do is you got to keep recruiting basically because guys are leaving. It, it changes every year and I want to coach. That's why he, that's what he said, why he left, but he was kind of on a hot seat anyhow.
3: And we'll get to NFL talk more in depth as we get to NFL lunch, but also Woody Johnson. Yep. I heard it. Great name. (laughs) By the way, and re between the lines. I'm trying to get like a twelve year old here. But anyway, basically said, uh, you better go to the playoffs, Robert Solid Joe Douglas, or you're fired. And said that uh Zach Wilson, uh backup quarterback, how to upgrade there. He goes, Yeah, because we didn't have one last
1: year.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, he, Napalm- he held no punches. Um, I think uh when he sat down, I don't think he says that, Bob, if he if he didn't tell those guys to their face that I'm sure he told those guys to oh, their sure. face that. So they, they understand it. And I mean, Bob, how watching, what was it? uh, The show that they were on before the season started in the preseason hard Hard knocks. Knocks, Yeah. I mean, they were like loving life and look how good he looks. And I mean, it was all about Aaron Rodgers, and then you lose him on a fourth play and then you don't have a backup. That was.
3: Yeah. And then he spent a better part of 17 weeks hinting that he would return. Yeah.
2: Now he's saying that uh, he can do everything except
3: sprint. Right well, there you go. And then also took shots at the organization for all of the drama yeah. that goes on there, which, quite frankly, in my opinion, he created a lot of. All right. Let's get to the phones. Let's go to Cliff and White Marsh. Cliff, what's happening, buddy?
6: Hey, yeah. Two days in a row, Vinny. I feel privileged here to be able to nice. talk to you guys. Uh, I'm going to reference two players in two instances. I'll start with a, something that you always uh, enforce on, on this program all the time, and it's about the ability to set the edge. And then I want to go to Ednor Budis. I'll start with Ednor Budis. He referenced the other day the strip sack is a, is a momentum killer in the National Football League. Ronnie Stanley... He's, he's, he went up against the guy with quickness, so all he's got to do is pushing, pushing. He gave up on the play, and I really, Vinny, it parlays into what I'm saying. I don't really care if Stanley's back next year. That's the first move. I agree. The, sec- the second one, Clowney can pressure the quarterback on a play that the, the the Chiefs are ready to lose momentum He took an inside rush on their right tackle, and Mahomes is so smart with the ball, he took off immediately on on second and 13 and got 11 yards to set up a third and two, and that's the play after when they lobbed the ball over uh, Hamilton's head on the blitz, and they got the first down. Mm -hmm. These guys, are these quarterbacks, Vinny, they're smart, and if Clowney, Clowney did not set a good edge there, he allowed Mahomes to just and that's what these that's what I wish Lamar would could instinctively do immediately when something breaks down and he 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 sees it he should go immediately
2: well i know for and, a fact that defensively in passing so second and 13 is a passing situation they can they can go either way you know they they don't have resp- if they want to jump go inside on their rush they can whereas when week was there they were never allowed and with Mike uh, McDonald, they were allowed to do that. So that it, it wasn't that his responsibility to set the edge. They have the option to go in or out rushing the passer.
3: it's Haiti, one hundred five seven. The fan will come back. News from the NAS Going to hear from Lamar Jackson talking about winning his second Most Valuable Player, one vote shy of winning it unanimously. Josh Allen got the other one. He finished fifth. Dak Prescott finished second in the voting. By the way, Ravens played Dallas. In Dallas next year. Mm -hmm. Date to be determined. Crystal Ball, we were talking off the air. I'm thinking Thanksgiving in Dallas or maybe Thursday night against the Chargers.
2: I think uh, I would say that that game will be a Monday nighter, Bob.
3: With the Chargers game?
2: No. The the Cowboys uh, game? Family game, Thanksgiving Day.
3: It will be Thanksgiving
2: night. Or Thanksgiving
3: night, yeah. Yeah which means Chuck will be recording it the day before. It's Vinny at eighty one oh five seven the bad news from the nest. Next, you want to get in, you can. Buy or sell at 1215. Where's the Super Bowl party money? And then Keith Cavanaugh, TerrapinTimes.com. Look back at signing day and look ahead to Maryland at Ohio State tomorrow. To say Maryland needs a win is probably the understatement of the morning so far.
5: (laughs)